0: And you here on SCW, the wrestling channel. Hi and welcome back once again. Uh, my name is Steve. I'm joined in the hot seat today with James and we're going to be talking this week in wrestling. So uh, we're going to be talking about our favourite points from the week. Maybe if we've got any that are not so favourable, we'll be touching on everything throughout the week. But first all before we get started, I need to welcome James to the show. It's been a while since we've had you on. How are you doing?
1: Very good. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me back on.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you back on, and uh, it's been been a while uh, since we've been able to have you on the show, but um, you've also been uh, recently uh, involved with a podcast of your own. I was wondering if you could uh, give it a plug for our listeners here today.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah, I'm doing one with a good friend of mine. Um, We set it up probably about a year ago now, which seems like a long time ago, but it's called This Week in Metropolis. It's not wrestling um, focused or anything like that, it's purely um, pop culture what's going on in the world right now really and and we take a look back on things that have kind of um we've, we've noticed over the past seven days it's a weekly show um it's um yeah it's, it's just a laugh really we don't take it too seriously um it's our perspective and our views on things um and and we have love in it we, we try to steer away from kind of political stuff and anything yeah. of too serious there's enough news about that going on we we try to the weird and wonderful we we talk about technology that's coming out we talk about movies games it's it's um it, it's real fun and um yeah uh thanks thanks for um giving that plug
0: no not at all but so uh, you can listen to it on uh, all good podcasting apps, believe so spotify apple podcast you can find it
1: Yeah, we're across all all the um podcasts um platforms so that's good um And we're also on um, social media as well. We've got an Instagram account. We've got a Twitter page. We've got a Facebook page. Just search for This Week in Metropolis and you'll be able to follow us there for all the weekly updates on when shows are coming out.
0: Absolutely. Well, I recommend it. Obviously, as an avid listener myself, I recommend everyone to go and check it out. And what I will do is I will leave uh, some links in the description for everybody if you're listening on YouTube. Um, I'm going to try and see if I can as well put this on Spotify as well. So hopefully you can leave it in the description as well so people can go and find this week in metropolis and uh, can go and check it out very popular thing you do on your show as well is uh, some top fives you've done recently during this series as well uh top five gigs and your most recent one that you did this week was top five box sets so i decided to do a nice little spin as uh, we've done this week in metropolis we've got this week in wrestling and we're gonna have your top five moments of the week we're gonna discuss in wrestling so uh i thought that, that could be a fun uh podcast topic this uh, this afternoon and uh yeah if Anyone wants to um, get involved here on SCW and uh, leave their suggestions, then feel free to do so in the comments below. Uh, But with James, without further ado, I think it's time to get into the first point this week.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, my first one, I'm going to take it right back to the beginning of the week on uh, Monday um, from from Raw, which is I I wanted to speak to you about your thoughts on Hurt Business, which is the faction that MVP's setting up. Obviously, at the moment, I don't know whether... You know me, Steve. I'm a wrestling fan, but I, I'm probably more of a casual fan now. I don't sit and watch every every show available. I might watch the odd one here and there if I get the opportunity. But um, the faction as it is at the moment is MVP, Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, which is the latest addition to my knowledge. I don't yes. think there's anyone else. And then you add, is it Vink and Fawn, which were at some point they were kind of included, but I don't know whether that's as prominent.
0: Uh, well, they seem to have disappeared from TV over the last number of weeks. I'm not quite sure what's happened with them either. I, I still am unsure if, if they're meant to be part of the Raw roster or not. But, of course, uh, we have seemed to be focused on the main three, as you say, there with MVP, Lashley, and the newest addition, of course, and as well the new 24-7 champion is Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I agree with you. I think that this was definitely a strength from Raw this week. I mean, like you said, the Hurt Business, uh, I like a good stable. I like a good faction. And um, I think as well, we need to applaud MVP's work since coming back to WWE. He's really been a star. Uh, on the microphone. I I love the VIP lounge at one point, probably the only lounge or VIP area open in the world at one point. So uh, he's done well during the pandemic, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he definitely has. And I think when he came back, uh, I thought it might be a a good use of him for, like you say, the MVP lounge, just to kind of have a bit of promo work. Because his promos are, and always have been, pretty good. Mm -hmm. I didn't didn't realise the amount of crossover there is with previous work with Lashley and TNA. Um, and, and it wasn't until recently where I looked that up and, and saw that they'd almost had their own faction. I think it had a different name back then. but um, So they've obviously got chemistry together from there, which WWE's kind of um, putting all their money on at the moment, really, because they, they do seem to be the star attraction other than Drew McIntyre.
0: Yeah, I know. I agree with that. And yeah, of course, they had a, a group, like you say. it was the, the beatdown clang, if I'm not mistaken. They had some other Joe in that stable as well. So it'd be interesting what happens uh, if he, when he returns to action. Maybe they might uh, go full reunion in WWE style. That would be interesting if they were to do that. But I agree, they're almost like an attraction um, and almost like you say, near the level of, of Drew McIntyre. I mean, Drew McIntyre, of course, uh, only recently had a matches with MVP and Lashley on Raw. So, um, no, I think that's a good thing. I'd be interested to see where it's going to go going forward, if there'll be more members. Um, there has been a link of where it would be linked like a former Nation of Domination stable. Um, would, would you be a fan of that idea?
1: I I'm not sure I'd be a fan of it because there's no kind of, link to the previous nation of domination if you had a, an ex-member of that although realistically who would they get now yeah. um i think that would be my only disappointment with that it'd, it'd be like there being a new dx with no previous dx members even if it's triple h in the rick flair role you know as a an older or, or even Shawn michaels but yeah I, I wouldn't like to necessarily see it as the new nation of domination. I think stick with this the hurt business. I think that's um, it's a good line for them and a good and a good name for the stable. And um, I'm am ju- just intrigued to, with the direction they're going with obviously Lashley, who clearly is the most dominant out of all the members. Mm. And yet, and and I thought they'd they'd probably push him towards the the US title with Apollo Crews. Now they seem to have flipped that and you've got MVP who seems to be the man where I thought he would probably take a step back from more of the in-ring action.
0: Yeah, it almost feels that like MVP is almost like a mouthpiece for these guys, but he's still getting his time in the ring as well and still pushing for the championships. I do hope that Lashley uh, continues to go for the world title picture myself personally, uh, because uh, I think the guy should be towards the top of the car. He's genuinely got the look um, and with the right, you know, guidance management you would think that he could be uh, championship worthy could you see as well potentially that these guys could even mesh together and be in the tag team division
1: um potentially um I, th- I think maybe that's somewhere down the line that they could do that because at the moment it seems like they're all going for individual titles and i wonder whether the the link that they had with um Vink and thorn would be that they'd push them towards that direction but like i say if that's If that's not going ahead anymore, then maybe. But I think it's interesting that they're trying to put gold on. Well, at least two of them at the moment have, um, have gone down that route
0: absolutely gold creates credibility and that's what we like to see in wwe and it's definitely i agree with you it's definitely one of the high points of monday night raw at the moment to see what they're going to do next because uh, i mean like i say i've said it already once during this first few minutes mvp's done fantastic work and uh, i hope it continues and uh, really enjoying the work they do and uh intrigued to see where they'll head in towards summerslam i think that uh, it's definitely an exciting time uh, to see what's going on with those guys careers uh, is there anything more you'd like to talk about the hurt business before we go to our our, our point number two
1: Oh, go on, mate. That's fine.
0: Yeah, well, fire away. What, what would be your second point from this so, week?
1: So the next one was on um, NXT. Um, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on Keith Lee relinquishing the um, North American title so soon after winning it. It seemed like there was such a big build for him to become a double champion. Uh, or even if um, Adam Coward kept him and then won the North American as well. And then for only two weeks later for him to give it up. I mean, the the promo to him where he states to give other people a chance is, you know, is credible in that respect. But it just seems so weird that they've pulled the plug on it, being even not letting it go to at least another pay-per-view or something like that.
0: No, I agree. Um, I think it's almost, I want to say, lazy booking to a certain degree, um, because although... The thing is, there's a plus point in this and what makes it a highlight of the week and there's a point where I feel negative on it because... I would have liked to have seen Keith Lee drop the belt rather than him just relinquish it. Like you say, so much work has put in and made this big fuss of being a double champion. Last week, he defended both belts at the same time. He only really needed to defend one, really, against Dominic Dijakovic, really. didn't need to defend two. Uh, it almost feels that um, you could argue that perhaps the booking team have booked themselves arguably into a corner. But um, I would have liked to have seen, as like I say, Keith Lee drop the belt himself uh, and Karen Cross being the guy to do it. I think it would have added more steam towards what looks to be their current direction going perhaps into the next takeover. Um, but from a positive standpoint, um, I think it's really good that so many superstars seem to want to fight for it in the triple threat matches leading to a ladder match. Uh, what, what are your thoughts with, with the direction of the North American Championship?
1: I mean, the the ladder match for me will be um, a great way of, of bringing in new, I mean, even just the people that... You've, you've already had one person qualify haven't we which oh, was, we've got
0: to read so far is, which, uh, which
1: I a, a great move because he's from the second he's come onto the scene i've felt there's something about him um mm. and it's been a steady build and i think the matches that he had with um carrying cross actually he came off really straight it didn't necessarily bury him um no. but, but he's also had a few others and then to win this triple threat which you You definitely have him as the outsider when he's up against Gagano um, and Roderick Strong. Yep. Um, and you know you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily think he'd be the pick, but when you see the rumors of who might be in this match, I think Dexter Loomis has been linked um, to step up into that. I think that they're the sort of people that need to be taking that next step if they're going to get into a title pitcher.
0: I completely agree. I think now this this needs to become the mid-card championship. Um, I was discussing this with, with George just the other day here on SCW, and it, it almost feels a bit like that the championship, when it had the likes of Adam Cole, uh, we've had Keith Lee now having it, and, and you know, other superstars as well. We've had almost like main eventers of, of the NXT level holding that championship. And although it adds such high prestige, um, you could argue and say that this championship is supposed to put someone to that next level. You think when they become the champion, they might have the chance then, when they drop the championship, to move up the level to the world championship picture, kind of like a velveteen dream. When he was the champion, he kind of elevated himself further up the card with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think
0: it can only, as long as
1: they don't, um, they don't go back on it later. So if even if someone comes off of this, it, it makes me think of like when Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Title um, yeah. in a ladder match. It was only wasn't it the next night that he had it taken off of him again. It, it was it was a pretty quick turnaround. I'm pretty sure he didn't hold it. Where that was almost like his first step. I mean that was on the main roster at the time. But as long as they try to carry on building and hopefully don't bury the others that are in that. Because when you think back to when the you had know, the first ladder match for the North American title, that was like you say the the people that were in that match were the ones that are now the ones who are top top level. Um, talents in NXT, so you, you you hope that it can do the same for the others, and I think that they are starting to kind of come into their own now. These um, developing stars.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, I so say we've got Bronson Reed, and we've got uh, the Triple Threat set for next week. We've got Dexter Loomis in there, Timothy Thatcher's, and I, I, one that I would love to be an outsider for this belt, and Tim Baller. Um, who would you like to see advance to the ladder match from those three?
1: I I think. If I had to pick one, I'm such a big fan of Dexter Loomis in this at the moment. I think his character work is incredible. But also, his actual wrestling reminds me of an old school. It reminds me of Stone Cold. He's, his moveset um, and the way he wrestles, so similar. Um, he, he's probably actually got a few more moves in his locker as well than Stone Cold. had. But it, it's kind of the Lufes prayers. Um, you yeah. know, the... the even just like a backdrop that he does, you know, it, it, there's so many similarities. But anyway, I digress. He, he, for me, would be my pick. But I think what they'll probably do, because I'd like to see Thatcher in there as well, but I think what they'll probably do is have a few of these qualifying matches and then you might have three that didn't make it in their matches in, in a final qualifier. That That's how I think they'll probably go. And then, although you wouldn't want to see someone like Thatcher miss out, I think if it is him who misses out, or even if it's Loomis, then um, they'll probably get another shot towards the end.
0: Fingers crossed. I mean, I think that's a great booking strategy as well, because they always have to find 15 singles competitors. So it would be good to have that... uh that last match to have perhaps the, the losers maybe get their opportunity, maybe in a battle Royal or some sort of way they can do it for a big match on NXT. But um, as, as for any other superstars that you'd like to see in those spots, like we say, they were mentioned a couple of names. There is any others that scream to mind for them. Final two spots.
1: Um, there was one other guy. Um, name's Kate's right this second. Um, it, I don't know. It, I think obviously Dodge Kovic you probably have in the mix for that, but he'll he'll probably be taken out now. I reckon for a bit. I don't know whether he'll he'll come back after last last week's show. Um, Damien Priest is the other one I think who will probably go up because he's seemed to have turned his character now. He's more of a face now it seems. They've done the the turn with him, so he could be another another good option to stick in there. How about you? Who, who are you looking at to add into it?
0: Uh, Well, I kind of agree with your thought process. I mean, like you said, Djokovic, he was annihilated last week. So I'd be surprised if he came back anytime soon. But um, if I had to pick my five now, I think Dexter Lumis probably could win this week. Um, But I would like to see Timothy Thatcher maybe win the the last chance to get in. I think that would be good. Damien Priest, as you say. And, um, of course, I'm going to have to do it in the best impression that I can. But Cameron Grams is going to have to be my final pick because uh, he just seems to be finding a lot of way uh, onto NXT TV at the minute. He's quite obnoxious. And uh, I think the idea of him in the ladder match, I think um, could pull off the upset somehow. I don't know. I have a, a sneaky suspicion he would be quite a good candidate to hold that belt right now.
1: Yeah. I think just as you started listing off of you there, Cameron Grimes came to mind because again, he's, he's got momentum at the moment. I know he, he eventually got beat by Damien Priest, but the, the matches that he's had in the build up to that, he's beaten Balor. He's I'm pretty sure he's beaten a couple of other kind of top drawed guys. Um, and he, again, it's another good character. They're building good characters in NXT. That's what. That's why it's still, for me, my favourite brand at the moment.
0: Absolutely indeed, yeah. Well, I must admit, I do enjoy the work of NXT and where the direction of the game of all their superstars. Uh, but uh, I think we should move on to point number three. And I believe it's another show we're moving. Is it another show on Wednesday, by any chance? It is. It is. It's um, on AEW.
1: I want to get your thoughts on Adam Page. Because... He's of Page, isn't it? I haven't just made up a name. Yeah. Um, in my head, I've got the feeling they're going to do some big double bluff with him because it seems like there's obviously friction. I mean, the friction between him um, and Kenny Omega has been there since even before they were tag champs. And it looks like the, the Young Bucks are always coming in to kind of bring them back together again. And, you know, you always have this feeling that Page is going to be the one to turn. I'm starting to get the feeling now that it's actually going to be Omega who turns and goes back to his kind of cleaner um, gimmick from from when he was in New Japan. Um, I I just feel like we've kind of been on this road now where we think it's so obvious that something's going to happen and then they're just going to flip it on its head and do the other way. What are your thoughts?
0: I think it's a fantastic point you bring up there. Um, I, one thing that makes me feel that certainly you could be bang on the money here as well was that we had the, I believe it was six-man tag just just the other week where uh, Kenny Omega, of course, were partners with the elite with the Young Bucks. And uh, after the match, he was relentlessly, I believe it was Marco Stunt, was taking the brunt of it after the match. And we just saw just a a big different side of Kenny Omega come out. He was very late to to saving Hangman Page this week when it comes to the Dark Order. It really adds a bit of spice to that tag team match because like you said, Hangman for the longest time has been the one that's been a bit distant, but it feels like that he's so over with the AEW crowd, everyone seems to be on board with him and we've, we've obviously everyone has a bit of alcohol and that sort of gimmick, you know, as we mentioned stone cold earlier, you know, the, the, the beer drinking that he seems to be always there at the bar. In fact, an unlicensed bartender even came up on the graphic at one point, which I thought was genius from AEW. Um, I personally, for me, I, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I think Kenny Omega would be great as the one that turned heel, because I think he's just been a bit bland at this particular point. I, I feel that, um, He's not been the Kenny Omega that we've been used to in New Japan uh, as we wanted to see in the United States. And I just feel that because obviously they want to build new stars and I think AEW are right to do that. um, But at the same time, I feel that he's let too many people pass him by and I feel he's dropped down the pecking order. So I feel that heel turn turn maybe just the thing he needs to spice him back up and push him back up towards the main event. I don't know how you feel about that. I completely agree. And when you think at the moment,
1: I mean it's probably the one area of AEW where you kind of think who else is there to challenge at the top title at the moment with everyone else is preoccupied. Mm. Omega Omega as a heel up against Ambr- uh, Dean Ambrose, um, Moxley, um, w- would be an awesome match, um, I think. And, and especially when you've got heel Omega in that as well. Um, mm. and, and it could just, again, it leads to a lot more different matches because we've... One, we're used to seeing him as a tag wrestler at the moment, it seems, in AEW. Um, so you'll get him back into singles matches a lot more. Um, and I just think it would be a, a nice direction for them to add another another element to the top level um, in, the, in the main title.
0: Absolutely. And I think you hit another nail on the head there, putting people towards the main event. Because also, AEW's tag team division is stacked. I mean, there's so many tag teams. Some of them don't even get TV and they're really talented guys. And uh, we've got these two single stars that have held the belts now since January. You feel that the time is coming where those belts need to switch hands somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the Dark Order uh, that's going to be the ones that are going to be taking them this upcoming week on AEW. But um, I do wonder if we get to perhaps where we're near all out, maybe. Uh, Maybe FTR could be the tag team. Maybe they're going to hold off that tag team match for the Young Bucks just a bit longer. The friction hasn't quite happened there yet. It seems to be with FTR and Omega. Could you see that being potentially the tag team title match there?
1: I I think so, Um, especially with FTR, probably the deal that they came in on was to be one of the top teams in in the tag division, so um, I think that'd work. I would also predict that it could be Omega that turns on on Page in that match and costs them the titles and and walks out on his partner, maybe. That could be the final turn, maybe. Um, But... I don't I don't see it being just a clean finish I think um and 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 that would probably set up a nice little feud as well between and it'd put hangman page back into the um into the singles kind of dynamic as well rather than being a tag wrestler again so again he he is so good that he should be in that singles division anyway um I'm I'm surprised they went down that route actually with having two singles wrestlers as the, as the tag champs as the um, kind of the, the the top guys in in the tag division when they've got so many
0: like mm. top level tag teams. Absolutely, I mean we mentioned the Bucks already, FTR. We've got the Lucha Bros, Santana Ortiz, Private Party. I mean the list goes on and on. I mean some of them even can't even make TV or on dark as well. So I mean it just shows what a strong. In-depth division that they really do have, and um, like you say, then uh, when we mentioned about those those guys being able to go back to the singles style, we've seen Moxley, a former WWE guy, uh, go against the Brody Lee, a former WWE guy, Jake Hager, Chris Jericho. It's nice to see if we got Omega, Hangman, MJF, uh, Cage is still around. We can have the AEW's almost. I mean, Cage probably not homegrown, but we see a few more of the homegrown guys towards the top of the card challenging. Uh, John Moxley I think that that certainly is a direction that uh, AEW need to take going into the next six months of their product if you were to ask me I don't know if you would agree with that
1: yeah I do agree um I, I do wonder whether they've not done that just to kind of steer away from the favoritism tag that you might get because they're the people that created the brand essentially um or a lot of them names that you mentioned are So you wouldn't want it to come across as, well, they're the guys that run it. So they're just putting themselves in the top tier. Um, So maybe they've done, that's the reason why they've gone down the road that they have. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think it would be nice to um, see people that aren't just ex-WWE guys.
0: Yeah, totally agree with you, totally agree, but I think it's a very interesting point from AEW this week, and AEW for me, I mean, just is one of many great factors from that show this week, I've said it already in a couple of videos now I've done, AEW really brought the fun factor this week on Dynamite, really what I enjoy from a wrestling show, and I hope they can continue with the momentum, this was my favourite Dynamite ever this week, so um, I really think that uh, they, they need to continue the direction they're going.
1: Definitely. Well, while while I'm on tag wrestling, that moves me on to my next one as well, which was actually from the night before, which was on Impact. Um, The uh, Motor City Machine Guns.
0: Absolutely. Yes, they're back in business.
1: Back in business. I mean, so quick as well. I mean, we were only talking about this um, last week about them coming back at Slammiversary. Um, I felt it was a little bit too much them being involved in two segments on the pay-per-view. But lo and behold, they were. And then to come back and then just beat the tag team who have been kind of tag champs for how long?
0: Uh, over a calendar year. They won it the night before Slammiversary last year. So just over one full calendar year.
1: It's it's, it's mad, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on whether you think that's a right booking move for them.
0: Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted the North to retain. I was shocked with the championship change. Um it's not often that my jaw ricks the table, but uh, it did on this occasion. Uh, but um, I what I would say is that goes in a positive standpoint. So I like to try and keep it positive a lot of the time with the booking standpoint. Um, they want to make head waves impact. They want to come back uh, to being a, a talking point. And they did that with for anniversary They built the pay-per-view so well. Um, they made a top tag team match that they could make uh, for this show. And what better way to get people talking about the product even more than a title change? Because that's clearly the big deal here of what they could do because if the north retained um they only again had one tag team left to defeat and then they've done the entire division so they now have a point where they need to come back and try and win those belts back it really freshens up that division um straight away with that title change so i think that's the direction that i think they wanted to go with it and i think as well if mostly machine guns at some point drop the belts they can start to be the team then elevates other tag teams being one of the greatest Impact or TNA, if you want, tag teams of all time. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that's the direction it's going to go and that we've not got another 12-month rain going on here. But um, I wonder what your thoughts were with the situation then. I mean, they've not shown
1: to, to be... Or should I say, they've not shown to have any ring rust or anything like that. They've looked really good at Slam Reversary, they did, and, and in the show on Impact this week. Um, they are one of the best tag teams in, in TNA and Impact history um mm. so you know it's it's no different to the hardy boys coming back really to in wwe and and taking the gold on their return so when there's comparisons in that respect um i was a little surprised that it was them like you said that they put the, the belts on i thought it was going to be the good brothers um but looks like they've got their own program set up
0: with um uh, who, who's to be reno scum and we've also started with ace austin and van man Fulton as well there so, yeah, so they, they look like they've got their own
1: program set up anyway um and again may, maybe it's not doing what they've done in the past impact which is bringing some wwe guys and, and put belts straight on them um which which we've seen in the past um so maybe kudos are given to um impact for that um yeah but but yeah i think i think you're right maybe it could be something to to build and a, and a fresh challenge for the north
0: because maybe it
1: has become a little bit stale with the um competition on that division
0: as well yeah you never know what what's what's ahead and what's on the horizon like you say normally normally former wwe guys come in and win the belt straight away this way a former one of their teams just come in and won the belt straight away so i suppose it's it's building their brand up and, and trying to you know make impact to the show of what it once was and perhaps maybe Uh, A name like the motorcycle machine guns will get the old fans invested again and maybe tune in to access TV. So hopefully uh, for them, they can continue in the good direction. I mean, Eric Young this week has said that uh, obviously they do their, their recordings in batches and they've probably got the next few weeks already pre-recorded uh, and apparently some exciting TV to look out for. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they continue to do going forward, uh, whether it's the motor seat machine guns or whether it's any of the uh, releases or debuts that have come in or the returnees, should I say, uh, and what they're going to produce next in impact wrestling, because um, it's definitely an exciting times for them. I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and, you
0: know, with EC3 coming back,
1: um, that's a big draw now for them because he was one of the top guys there, if not the top guy. Um, so to have him back and, and have a darker side to his character, it seems, I mm-hmm. think that's going to be interesting. I'm not sure about the dynamic with him versus Moose because I kind of put them both now as kind of more so because of the way EC3's re- re-emerged on uh, Impact. They both seem to be heels. That that's the impression that I get. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I think that'd be interesting.
0: I'm certainly inc- uh, excited to see where it's going to head next. Like you say, you've got a definitely a darker side of EC3, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if that darker side is is for good or for bad. But uh, either way, it's definitely good if you're an Impact fan. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I think we should move on to uh, our next point, which should be uh, point number five. We're on to yep. number five of this week. Yep,
1: last point from SmackDown. Um, and I think this is long overdue. It's it's a shame it's had to come this way, but um, Big E being, looks like he's going to be given a um, a singles push now. Mm. I'm, I'm excited by that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's big news. Um, the only thing I find a bit strange by it, um, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this straight away, is that uh, Kofi's words were that it, it, you don't want to be held back you don't want to be the guy that's been here a decade uh, and not got your weight to show that you've been selfless of us for six years. Well, in December, Biggie would have been on the main roster uh, for eight years, um, so he would not be far off the ten-year mark already. Uh, and also, Kofi's only out for six weeks, so I'm not sure uh, what happens when the six weeks are up. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here with the new day when Kofi returns.
1: Mm, yeah, it is. I don't know what the time diff- time. Um... Ex- expectancy is for um Xavier Woods to come back either you know what that is
0: no I haven't a clue I mean Xavier hasn't really the last time we saw Xavier was on WWE backstage and uh it looked like he could walk he certainly could dance um but um it certainly didn't look like he was ready for the ring as of yet so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that um I also like the idea there's there's loads of different avenues you can go down on with Big E as well because Kofi's words, that they have his back they support him on whatever he decides to do, what if Big E starts actually acting heelish and they actually start questioning the moves he actually makes, what if we see a completely different Big E to what we've had previously?
1: It's a good way to um, to turn it because you know it's it then adds a different flavour to it when the others are back um, and, and how they deal with him because that's where you could start seeing fractures in the new day um but yeah definitely i think that could
0: be a uh, a good move i hope so um i do you see him going uh, for the mid card titles or can you see biggie actually going towards the top of the card
1: i don't see him going to the top of the card straight away with the matches that they've got going on with braun and and uh, bray Wyatt at the moment i think he he probably will go um ic title that's on smackdown isn't it so yeah so um do you know what? I don't even know who's holding that now. Who's who's holding the IC? Uh, AJ
0: Stance is currently the uh, the holder.
1: Mm. I mean, that would be an interesting match because they're completely different physiques, different builds. I think that could be um, really interesting. There's no point having him in a singles run if he's just going to be having kind of bog standard matches. He needs to have some sort of story going into the next six weeks while there is injuries to the rest of the um, the group. So um, yeah. And then, and then see how
0: that plays out when they come back. I hope so. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what how the dynamic, dynamic goes. Like you say, we can't just throw them in a in a rivalry with someone like a King Corbin, for example, and it not go anywhere. You know what I mean? You need some excitement there. And I think that there is there is a good times ahead, hopefully, for Biggie. I think that um, there certainly is a. They must have had an idea to do this because they wouldn't just announce it on SmackDown. It felt like a very short segment, but something that was uh, impactful and meaningful, and hopefully going to be something bigger going down the line. So um, I'm hoping it's going to be exciting and big times ahead for Big E. And I do agree with you. I do think that uh, the mid card is currently the right place to put him in rather than the the actual championship picture. I mean, Kofi's kind of came out of nowhere. uh, But Big E's, I feel at the moment, there isn't that crowd there to really sort of push it on a bit further, give it that extra push that it needs. Social media is definitely a key, because uh, I know a lot of fans want to see Big E push towards the top, um, but um, I think at the best, I think if they wanted to start now, they could make it in time for WrestleMania. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, which which is bad to think uh, it's not really that far away, really, but um, the thing is, even if we go back probably six months ago, people were craving for Big E to, to turn on the, the new day then. So, or or even with Kofi's push, you know, they all thought when he was champion, they thought Big E might turn because of jealousy or things like that. That's what people wanted to happen. So now, hopefully, um, Vince and the rest of the creative team have got the right ideas for, for what they're going to do with him and hope it's not just a flash in the pan.
0: No, hopefully not. I mean, I have come up with a couple of ideas of what I'd like to see. I don't know if I could run them by you and see what your thoughts were. But I mentioned the idea of, of Biggie doing questionable decisions that perhaps Kofi uh, would actually start questioning whether he would like the, those ideas or not. Um, we could have perhaps Xavier being the hacker storyline. Who remembers the hacker, everybody? Uh, that, that that seemed to disappear to Maybe Xavier as the hacker all along and we see the New Day actually split towards this uh, because they've all gone different directions and we finally get that New Day triple threat match. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: I mean, I think it's got to happen someday. Um, you know, it's the, all all good teams. I, mean, I can't think of any teams that haven't had um, a, a split and then a feud at some point, and then and then even if they come back together again, um, the alternative is that you have if if it was the hacker in the background as as Xavier Woods, then Big E turns, and then Kofi's not happy, and then you've got Xavier and Big E as a as a kind of a duo rather than a, a three. One thing that hasn't happened for a very long time is the new day going full turn uh, as as a as a group. You know, you, you could easily see something like that happen again, um, which I'd I'd actually be quite keen to see. I know they they must be probably the top guys for merch um, sales with WWE, which which is a potential drawback. Um, but sometimes teams need that and, and individual wrestlers need that to freshen them up again. I don't like it where it goes back and forth, a big show-esque, as me yeah. and you have uh, mentioned many a time. Um, but I think it's probably overdue a, a freshen up with the New Day.
0: Yeah, I think so. A number of people seem to be keen on the idea of, of something happening with the New Day. That it feels that the actors kind of gone as far as it can for the time being and uh, it would be nice to just do something to freshen it up even if it's uh, not a hill term maybe it's something that just keeps them going but um i would be in, i think i would be in favor of a breakup and i'm going to go with one really bold wild idea for you just to finish off because we mentioned something earlier in this video and i'm just bringing it back full circle before we close up i guess uh, with the with the five points what if i mean superstars are changing shows willy-nilly what if biggie was to turn on the new day what if Big E was to win the triple threat match or a match against Kofi. What if he was to go to Monday nights? What if he was to be a, a part on the key part of pushing as the the, the face of the Hurt business? Uh,
1: yes, I, I I get that. I'd worry that it was that he's too similar in a way to Bobby Lashley. Like so he's the Bobby Lashley is the muscle of that group. I would say so yeah. to them bring in Big E you've got a conflict of, of two very similar, maybe not necessarily in ring style, but the size, the build, do you know what I mean? You At the moment, you've kind of ticked a few boxes because MVP's kind of the the ringleader of them all. Bobby Lashley's the, the muscle. Shelton Benjamin, don't get me wrong, he's, he's no slouch when it comes to his size, but yeah. um, he, he's, kind of, he, he's not expecting to be your top guy of a faction. So I think it suits their roles at the moment and where... He would fit in that. If if you had someone like Xavier Woods in it, I would say that for me would actually fit probably better because he could be the almost the brains of it, you know, because he's yeah. with his um, qualifications and things like that. Um, and he's he's a smaller guy in in some respects. So, but for, for Big E, I think it'd be interesting um, if they'd done that, but I'm not sure. I, I just I would worry about the. Too, too many similarities with him and Bobby
0: absolutely I I, no, I, I, I hear those points and I actually think that uh, the points you're making are solid and on point point. I actually like the idea of Xavier more like you say a smaller guy I mean like you say the differences on all the guys that are there something to bring something to the table mm. and like you say, you know Shelton's such an agile competitor Bobby the muscle MVP is the mouthpiece, and obviously, like you say, if you had the brains of an Xavier, it could take it all the way to the top. But um, we'll have to wait and see what happens. with We mentioned some of those with the Hurt Business, and when we see someone like Biggie as well, Biggie would be uh, hopefully going to have a successful run as a solo star. It will be interesting to see how it goes. And I I think for you, as you said earlier on, I think the Intercontinental title, AJ Styles, that would be a great match for SummerSlam if they could put that together. I, I would be massively in favour of that now. Um, and they've got a good amount of time to build that match as well now because we've got a few weeks to the pay-per-view. Um, I think if AJ can put away Grand matalik which I think is a, a safe bet for next week, we could start moving him perhaps towards AJ and Biggie. I think that, that uh, will be a good move going forward.
1: Mm. Yeah, and, and just a shout-out there to what they're doing with um, the Lucha House Party. You know, with Grand matalik getting an opportunity like this that's that's really good that they've done that because they're often kind of overlooked for a lot of these things i know it wasn't that long ago that they were putting a, a tag title picture or at least for a very small amount of time they were but it's nice that they're actually giving some of these guys and i know he's so highly spoke of amongst other wrestlers Brad metal league just because of how good he is in the ring and his ring style i think it's really good that they've given him an opportunity he he's, oh, I'd be highly shocked if he was to go over um, AJ, but at least the fact he's been given an opportunity, I think it's really good.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Absolutely, indeed. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to touch on from from this week before we uh, close off today's show?
1: No, no, that's all my points. No, that's um, I didn't want to go for the for the key, the big main event moments of every show. I thought it'd be good to pick out some of the ones that I thought were more interesting potentially for longer-term storylines. So I hope um, you think they're good choices.
0: I do indeed as well. I think that uh, certainly is uh, summed up as well some of the key points that uh, look out from This Week in Wrestling. And uh, I think that uh, a lot of people, hopefully, uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you've enjoyed this show, then uh, SCW can do some form of This Week in Wrestling going forward in a weekly sort of format, whether it's just myself whether, James, if you want to come back in for another show, whether we have other guests as well, I'm sure we can try and make something where this could become a regular thing if you guys are into that sort of thing. But um, like I say as well, James, thank you so much for, for coming on this evening. It's been great it's great to have you here. And uh, like I say to everyone that has been listening this, Go and check out this week in Metropolis. Like I said, the description is in there, uh, whether you're looking on YouTube, whether I can get this on Spotify as well. Go and check them out because, honestly, some great content. And uh, the newest show this week was uh, the top five box sets as well. And um, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to ask mine, the Attitude Era, ECW, uh, you know, we've got them all in there. So uh, yeah, we can cover those for you as well. Uh, but that's all from us anyway. Uh, James, thank you so much once again for being on the show. I uh, really do appreciate it. Uh, please share with a friend, spread the word of SCW as well. If you're checking out the video for the first time, hit the bell, hit the subscribe button. Thank you to so those that have been subscribing over 500 subscribers now and uh, definitely going to give some more content out for you viewers out there. Do appreciate your support, uh, but that's all from me anyway. That's all from James as well. And I uh, would like to say as well, keep an eye out. The Q and will be coming up in the next 24 hours as well. And uh, we'll see you next time here on SCW. Take care. Thank you for watching.